Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler, brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. Coming at you live from the Copples Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakoven and Nathan Brennan. Happy Friday to everybody out there. It is finally, we are that close to the weekend, that close to Final Four weekend, WrestleMania weekend, all sorts of stuff, so it'll be a lot of fun. We are live from the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock. Today's special, buy one, get one free on Steakhouse Burger Patties. What what a deal that is. The, this is only available during the show hours, so get down here before 6. We'll be out here for the ticket water cooler. We'll be out here for On the Block, so uh, you're going to want to come out and see Strick. Strick is actually in town. He'll be out here live, uh, and you can also get this great deal. Buy one, get one free on Steakhouse Burger Patties. Just mention the ticket at checkout. We'll be out here so we can kind of see, and, and if, you, if you forget, just come and ask us. We'll tell you. Mention the ticket at checkout. Um, come by and check out their incredible variety of meats with all types of cuts. Plus, there's some seafood as well uh, for those of you that want that. Uh, ticket Water Cooler sponsored by Coligan of Lincoln. Uh, and on the block and, and, and with Strick and Bach will be sponsored by the Mercado every day by Certified Piedmontese. So that's where we're at today. Nate is back in studio, pushing all the buttons, getting us going uh, here so far today. Nate, how you doing? Doing all right, Buck. It's uh, good to hear from you. I always get a little bit nervous, and I'm still a little bit new to the board and all this. So as long as everything goes well to start out, I think we should be good. So I think we're ready to have a good show, and I'm excited to see Strick on the uh, at least the video stream in person because I've never met him. So I guess this is probably about as close as it's going to get, huh? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you can, you can, <laughs> maybe I'll uh, swing maybe, by. Maybe I'll maybe, swing yeah, by. Yeah, maybe I'll swing by if you really want to meet him, shake his hand, all that stuff. And and like again, like I said, if if you want to meet Strick yeah. out there listening, you can come on by uh, the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Once again, out here at eight, eighty fourth and Havelock, uh, just a beautiful campus out here. I call it a campus because it really is. I mean, there's several different places you can visit out here, so uh, you're gonna want to do that. Uh, are you jacked up for Final Four weekend, Nate? Is your bracket still intact? No, my bracket is about probably gone as poorly as it possibly could have uh but the way that the final four is played out in the tournament as a whole it's kind of predictable that everyone's brackets busted except for that one guy that uh had the entire elite 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 eight correct except for virginia tech so i i I feel for that guy because well he couldn't pick saint peter's right well unfortunately i took virginia tech to win the entire thing so that didn't work out very (laughs) well for me uh but yeah i'm excited i I don't like the chalk, the blue blood as much, and I, I, that's kind of what it's turned out to be, which is a little bit frustrating for me. But I think for the average college basketball fan, the tournament's gone about as well as you could ask for. You had a little bit of upsets. Um, St. Peter's made a miraculous run. And then at the end of the day, it's when you get to the Final Four, you got four blue bloods. So may the best man win. I just, at this point, I'm just rooting for whoever Coach K plays against. So UNC in the first round, <laughs> and then Kansas or Villanova, whoever it may be. But I think Kansas probably has the better chance of knocking off Duke. So I hope that it's Kansas. Um, I, I just, if, if they beat UNC Duke, I'm very worried that they're going to win the whole thing. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of crazy too because I think all the attention is going to be on North Carolina Duke, obviously, absolutely, um, the greatest rivalry 
perhaps in sports, but certainly within the sport of college basketball. Uh, and, uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's the first time, obviously, between North Carolina and Duke now in the tournament. All the stakes on the line with Coach K's final game. Um, I, again, you know, I, I've said it uh, before the tournament, and it's kind of been true, is that I want to cheer for Coach K. I want to see oh, come on. this thing through. And I, and I don't like Duke. I never have. But, again, it's just the respect level I have for that man and what he's done for the sport and really for that university. You wonder where they would be without Coach K as far as on the map goes. But um, it's hard to do. It is hard to cheer for Coach K. <laughs> it's hard to cheer for Duke uh, if you haven't done it your whole life. So I'm kind of adjusting to it. And I can't do it for the North Carolina game because uh, I've always been on North Carolina's side there. And I, I probably won't be able to do it with these other teams either. I've always kind of favored these teams. Uh, you mentioned it was, you know, the, the, the Blue Bloods have made it. I think this is the first year, I'd probably say since maybe, oh, 2016 that you've had four blue blood types in, in the final four. Villanova that year uh, North beat North Carolina with uh, that, that great shot there at the top yeah, of the key. Yeah, great national um, championship. Yeah, game. by Chris yeah. Jenkins, yeah. Uh, Ryan was setting up that shot. Um, and uh, just crazy. I mean, yeah, that was one of the best moments in college basketball history. Uh, but if you remember, Michigan State and Kentucky were also in that final four. Um, do you, you know? Do you include Villanova in the blue blood discussion? I'm not sure. That's one of those things. Again, uh, depends up. on when you want to want to start it. Because I mean, since the mid '80s, certainly. But I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe you're. Uh, <laughs> it depends on if you're a blue blood diehard. <laughs> you want to you want the they want it to go back further than that. But either way, I, I think that it, it is uh, set up to be a great Final Four. And uh, and I do think you know Villanova with the injuries that they have. I think. Uh, it's set up for Kansas to go ahead and, and win that game. Uh, and I think that Duke will take it from North Carolina. Um, so I think that'll be good. Duke's got the most talent still left in this tournament, I believe. Um, and Paulo Panchero pr- pr- protect, maybe, um, playing his way into the number one pick overall. Uh, I did this, and I, and I want to do this with, uh, with you, Nate, and then I'm going to do it with Strick, and we're going to see who scores <laughs> better here. Uh, it's uh, the most outstanding players. Before we get to, to that list, who would be your would, would Paulo Banchero probably be your top pick uh, as the as who's going to win or uh, it kind of depends probably on who you think is going to win overall obviously um, but I, I if I had to rank the players I think that he has the most ability to take over the game uh, of the players left. Now is this a question of who am I taking to win National Player of the Year or who am I taking to be number oh, one is, overall in the in the NBA draft? Oh, neither. No, no. This is okay. the Final Four most outstanding okay. player as we see the most. So it's just down to the Villanova, North Carolina, right. Duke, and Kansas players. I would say it's either him or Armando Baycott. Um, he he he's just dominant, man. Yeah, he's, double double is, machined. He is good, and he I, could not hit a free throw to save his. No, life. he couldn't. Which is odd because he <laughs> sh- for a bigger guy, he shoots really well at the line. Yeah. Um, against Baylor, he. I don't know. That's how they got back. And, and, whew, that was a game, but I, I don't even know what it what was. It twenty four rebounds he had or something in the game. He is just the definition of a college player. That, that Tyler Hands, bro. That maybe he doesn't have as much hype going into the NBA draft, but a guy I want on my team, especially in the college ranks. But I think it definitely depends, obviously, who wins and and heads on to the next level. But I would say it's probably between. Bancaro, Banchero, I've heard both. I don't. I yeah. still don't I think entirely it's Bancaro, know. But it's is it spelled Bancaro, Bancaro, so yeah. I just go with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've literally heard both, so I'd say him or probably Baycott. Yeah, I, I think so. And then, like you said, you're kind of leaning in on that North Carolina Duke matchup, uh, as most of yeah. us are. I, I think first time um, in tournament history, which I, I've heard that for years now, but until it actually happens, it's kind of surreal to imagine that at no point in time is. Like we said, they're both blue bloods and have both been 
<laughs> successful teams that are always in the Final Four, always in the Sweet 16, it still surprises me that they've never played in the tournament. Yeah, and especially, I mean, this year of all years, right, where one of them's an eight seed. It's not like North Carolina was expected to be uh, in this position. So usually you do try to keep, like, the conference opponents away from each other. But we also know in the past with the NCAA tournament, you know, seeding committee, they're not, it's not always the most fair. Sometimes there's some mm-hmm. matchups that are set up that you look at Absolutely. later in the bracket. That's part of uh, Selection Sunday and yeah. the excitement for it. So I remember there's being years where it's like, oh, it could be Duke, North here Carolina it is. right here. Yeah, and it never, and it it just, never, comes, it never yeah. comes to fruition. So thankfully it happened before Coach K got out of there. I'm really excited um, for that. But for what it's worth, uh, we're going to do this uh, all the way back to the year 2000. I'm and is give this you- Final Four? Players? This is Final Four Most Outstanding Players. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're going to have to kind of remember the Final Four to Shoot. a degree. It's not always the best player on the team. Um, so, I'm, But it's going to be either or. We're going to see if you score better than Strick. All right. Um, I, I have so, a feeling Strick might score better than me in this, but we'll see. He's a little bit older. He might remember those games yeah. a little bit better. But he also was playing, so maybe it was a little bit better. He might have played time. against some of the guys that were <laughs> winning these uh, players at the tournament. For what it's worth, Jake Sorensen, uh, he, he did it out here. I didn't even give him the either-ors. He got like 18 out of 21 of these without really flinching. So uh, Now, that's the peak of when he would have been watching college basketball. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't surprise me as much. But uh, let's, go, uh, let's go in reverse order. Let's go from the year 2000 to the year 2021. And uh, you, you say you're probably around 2010 is your peak area. I would say around 2010 watching. is when I'm really going to start heating up a little bit. But now I say this and I'll probably get all of them wrong. So let's knock on wood here. All right, let's start with the year 2000. Michigan State beat Florida. Uh, do you think Maurice Peterson or Mateen Cleaves won that one? Maurice Peterson. It was actually Mateen Cleaves. You're off to a bad start. Uh, Duke won over Arizona in 2001. Shane Battier or Jane Williams? See, I know this is. I'm thinking there's going to be some trick questions in here, but my my gut instinct would say Shane Battier. That is correct. Shane Battier did win that one. Uh, Maryland beat Indiana back in the year 2002. Juan Dixon or Steve Blake? Steve Blake. There's a throwback. Uh, Steve Blake. No, no, Steve Blake didn't win that. That was Juan Dixon. Uh, There's some of these you should be able to get. We'll see, we'll see if we get this one. Steve Blake uh, actually ended up playing in the NBA for a little bit. Yeah, I love Steve Blake in the NBA. He's <laughs> always, he was he ready to like fight Steve anybody. <laughs> he was. Uh, 2003 Syracuse beat Kansas. Uh, Carmelo Anthony or Jerry McNamara? I'm hoping these aren't trick questions. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> That's right. All right. You're going to trick me on some of these. There's I know a few of them that are like that. That surprises yeah. you, yeah. Uh, 2004, uh, Connecticut beat Georgia Tech. Ben Gordon or Emeka Okafor? Ben Gordon. Uh, it was actually Emeka Okafor. <sighs> he ended up going number one overall, too, didn't he? Yeah, Emeka. He yeah. Had, and a little bit of a disappointing career, I suppose. For the but, Bobcats. Uh, There's yeah, a throwback. Say, yeah. Who had any luck with the Bobcats? I don't think anybody. Uh, speaking of the Bobcats, <laughs> we've got another, another ex-Bobcat on the list here. North Carolina beat Illinois in 2005. Sean May or Rashad McCants, most outstanding player? Sean May. That's correct. Sean made it get that one. So that's number th- that's three points for you. 2006, this is when Florida started taking over. They beat UCLA. Uh, that was the, you know, the Kevin Love and Russell Westbrook teams, oh, but yeah. they didn't win. So was it Joakim Noah or Al Horford with the most outstanding <sighs> player of the year? That's a tough one. It's a loaded team. Uh, that is a loaded team. There was someone else on that team, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was before, that was the before the Bradley Beal Florida teams, though. And uh, Chandler yeah. Parsons, your boy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Joakim Noah. 
Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, the next year, it's uh, Florida over Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Did Joakim Noah repeat as Turnit's most outstanding player, or did Corey Brewer, his teammate, take that away? I'm going to go with Corey Brewer. <laughs> You're right. Corey Brewer go. did take that That was the other guy on that team. All right. I that's knew, right. I knew there was someone. Uh, 2008, Mario Chalmers hit the big shot in Kansas win over uh, Derrick Rose in Memphis. Did he win that, or did Brandon Rush get it? Brandon Rush used to play for the Warriors, played with Steph Curry That's there right. for a little bit. I wouldn't See, call it playing, but he was, he was there. <laughs> See, I, I know where all these guys played in the NBA. That's the worst part about it. I just don't remember yeah. who ended up winning it. Um, I'm going to go just because of the shot. I'll go with Mario Chalmers. You are correct. That's a good pick. How could you not pick Mario Chalmers yeah, after really. that stone shot? Uh, 2009, North Carolina beat Michigan State. Uh, Psycho T, Tyler Hansborough, or Wayne Ellington? Uh, Tyler Hansborough. It was actually Wayne Ellington. Was it really? Yep. And he was, was, correct me if I'm wrong, I think that was the year that Tyler Hansborough won National Player of the Year. I think so. But sometimes your teammates step up more than you. Interesting. Wow. How about that? Uh, 2010, Duke beat Butler. Of course, Gordon Haywood's uh, buzzer Uh, shot uh, from the didn't go in. Uh, would you say that Duke, by the way, and I don't have him on the list, but, uh, Steph Curry's brother, uh, Seth Curry was on this team and yeah. a champion at Duke. Uh, but was it John Shire, the coach in waiting right now, or Kyle Singler, Kyle Singler, it was Kyle Singler. I tried Kyle to Singler that. was nice. I, I remember Buck actually uh, fun fact for that game. I was in the state of Indiana. I was about 35, 40 minutes outside of Butler. And I think oh, I yeah. would have been probably in the range. Maybe not the lighting couches on fire, but in the vicinity. <laughs> so maybe 12 year old Nathan would have gone on there and uh, lit something on fire. Did you, did you get into some Butler basketball? when Oh, they were getting- loved Butler basketball. I actually had a scholarship to go to Butler. Um, but for basketball? Was, no, no, not basketball. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> no, no, not. Come on, no. no. Uh, academics. But I, uh, it was a little bit too far from home. But, yeah, I actually applied to Butler, got into Butler. Uh, Butler's a good school. Butler's a good yeah. school. A big Butler, ba- big Butler fan, Gordon Hayward fan. So, shout out to the Bulldogs. They got hosed in that national championship. They fired their coach today, and uh, not everybody's happy with it. Uh, I, I saw John Goodman, college basketball reporter, was uh, criticizing Barry mm-hmm. Collier, former Nebraska coach, who's now the uh, athletic director. <laughs> at Butler for waiting this long in the process to yeah. fire their head coach. Hey, maybe they'll go back to Brad Stevens, poach him from the Celtics. No, no, no. We need to keep Brad <laughs> Stevens over there in the front office for, for the Celtics. All right, let's go to 2011. Uh, Connecticut beat Butler. This is the second time around for Butler. Not as, as an exciting of a game. Um, Let me try but, and do uh, this one without the guess. Okay. Kimba Walker. Yeah, Kimba Walker, right. yeah. I was going to give you or, or Jeremy Lamb. but uh, Jeremy Lamb, there, uh, yeah. the biggest disappointment in Indiana Pacers history. <laughs> At least close to it, I'll tell you that much. I was going to say, you have a lot of people on that list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, 2012, Kentucky beat Kansas. I believe this was Kansas's last trip to a championship game. In any case, uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist or Anthony Davis? Is Michael Kidd Gilchrist still in the league? He was the guy with the whack shot. So. Yeah. Um, I, for some reason, I think it's a trick one, but I'm not going to try and overthink it. Anthony Davis. There you go. Uh, yeah, go with your. Don't want to. Don't want to overthink it, that one. Yeah. Don't overthink that one. How about this one? Louisville beat Michigan in 2013. Uh, was it Luke Hancock or Peyton Siva as the Final Four most outstanding player? Peyton Siva. It was actually Luke Hancock. Really? Surprisingly, yes. And I don't even – I'm trying to remember. I don't even know if Luke Hancock finished his career at Louisville. For some I reason, we, I'd have to double-check. Because that was the that team – they should have done an honorary uh, uh, player to Kevin Ware because that was the year that he snapped his yeah. leg, if you remember that. And then, like, they, this title has an asterisk next to it now. Yeah, because it was Patino. Yeah. 
Yeah, with, yeah. with Patino, mm-hmm. who got a tattoo because of that title uh, in honor of that <laughs> Did title. he? I actually yeah. didn't know that. He did. He told his players, I don't know if it was before the tournament or before the season, that if they won the title, he'd get the tattoo. Good for Rick Patino. I own so uh, his faithful. Yeah, I own a great Rick Patino. <laughs> uh, 2014, UConn beat Kentucky. Uh, was that Ryan Boatwright or Shabazz Napier? Shabazz Napier. It was Shabazz Napier. Uh, 2015, Duke beat Wisconsin. Uh, of course, that Wisconsin team knocked off undefeated Kentucky on the way there. That was awesome. Uh, but they didn't end up winning. Uh, Duke did. Was it uh, Tyus Jones or Jaleel Okafor, the most outstanding player? First off, I want to say, tuning in from Atlanta, Georgia, Rick Patino got framed and didn't do anything wrong. I like who Whoever that texter is, sign me up for that. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, go with and all the other stuff in his career. He also didn't do that stuff either. <laughs> yeah, nah, he, he's innocent. Um, I'm gonna say Tyus Jones. It was Tyus Jones. There Good go. pick. Jalil uh, for a bust uh, drafted by the Sixers. Would you call him a bust? He wasn't like a yeah. high pick. He was the second overall pick, wasn't he? Are you, are you talking about Okafor? No, no, yeah, Jaleel Okafor. No, 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 I was no, going to no, say, no, no. you're kind of being mean to Tyus. He played a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he has. I'm pretty sure he's still in the league, too. <laughs> I think he is, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jaleel, complete bust. But a guy that maybe um, would have been better suited in the 80s or 90s, you know, big yeah. traditional big man. I'd agree that, with that. Yeah, uh, maybe would have done a lot better in that era. Uh, 2016, Villanova beat North Carolina. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, was it Josh Hart or Ryan Archidiacono that won the most outstanding player? Oof, man, that was a good team. They should have given it to Chris Jenkins just because he hit the shot. Oh, I know. Um, I just don't know how, how many points he had that game. Uh, yeah, probably not too many. Uh, Archie Diakno. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, uh, Archie that, that one was a one shot in the dark. Uh, yeah, okay. There's, that was just luck. 2017, <laughs> North Carolina beat Gonzaga. Uh, was the, the, that year's most uh, outstanding player of the Final Four? Was that Joel Berry or Luke May? Oh. Both those guys are pretty good, and I hated Luke May. He was a Virginia Tech killer. Um, Luke May. It was actually Joel Barry. But that was a a close one. Now we're getting to the end of it here. 2018, Villanova's last title over Michigan. Uh, Was that Dante DiVincenzo or Jalen Brunson as the Uh, final four most outstanding player? Jalen Brunson. It was actually DiVincenzo. 2019, Virginia beat Texas Tech. Uh, who was the final four most outstanding player there? Kyle Guy or Ty Jerome? Honestly, I want to. I'm want to get this wrong because people forget Kyle Guy was Mr. Basketball in the state of Indiana, and he chose Virginia over ah. Indiana. My worst nightmare, uh, but I'm almost positive it was Kyle Guy. It was Kyle Guy. There you go. 2020, there was no tournament, obviously. Last it would have been Obi Toppin. I was taking Dayton all the way in that year. <laughs> Done. I don't know about that. Knicks, <laughs> Knicks were eliminated from the playoff contention, too. We'll bring that up just to, we will. Uh, to rub it in Despite for Rico. Rico. Yeah. Uh, 2021, last year, Baylor beat Gonzaga. Was the Final Four most outstanding player Jared Butler or Davion Mitchell? Davion Mitchell had a really good tournament. Isn't that crazy that it was just last year, and I actually don't know for sure, but I'm... This I, might be the hardest one on the list. <laughs> I want to say Davion Mitchell. It's actually Jared Butler. Really? Who I don't even... I don't hardly remember or... Because Davion know, I, Mitchell had a really good tournament, too. Yeah, I remember he, he took over, especially I think it was in the Sweet 16. He dropped to like 25 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, Bach, I want to make sure that we get to a caller. We have John, who has a boxing question. Uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, put you on. John, are you still there? I'm still here. All right, John, what do you got for us? Yeah, you know, I enjoy listening to you guys, and I've heard you, I've heard you all talk about boxing before, but 
Where do you think old Bud Crawford would stack up against the middleweights of the 80s, Hagler, Hearns, Leonard, Duran, and the and that group of guys? Uh, thanks for the call, John. We will uh, go ahead and discuss that. Baca, let you go ahead and start out. Yeah, I obviously want to. See, we want to see um, more than anything. I want to see him in Memorial Stadium against. I don't care because I think the Nebraska fans would get behind him. I'm gonna be honest. I'm probably not the best person to ask this question. Um, obviously not. I wasn't born in the '80s, um, so I don't have a great uh, idea. I didn't watch the, the boxing around then, but um, I do think that you know, uh, with his style, um, he would he would translate eras. So it, it's our, again. I wouldn't be. I would. I would be lying to you if I really told you how he compared to those guys. So I don't want to answer that untruthfully. But um, I think that he would be. You know, as far as cross. Over. I don't know if he'd be the champion or the best one amongst the bunch, um, but I think that that he would, you know, translate generations. Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead. I Bud Crawford. I didn't know how big of a deal he was until I came to Nebraska. Oh yeah, obviously he's from Omaha. He's, everyone loves him. Um, I've got a guy. I used to actually go to a boxing gym back in Blacksburg. Huge boxing guy. He would have a good answer to this. So I'm going to go ahead and shoot him a text. And I'm going to get a little bit of a better answer for someone who would know that perspective and see how Bud Crawford would fit in them. But I do know that '80s '90s era. Is is widely regarded as some of the best boxing of all time. So it'd be it'd be very interesting if you could pluck him in and then throw him in that in that era. Um, that's a good question. That's a really good yeah. question. And it's it's fascinating to follow boxing back into you know even earlier than that when it was like the sport. Um, was you know, these right? Right. Yeah, it was like it was the top thing everybody was you know wanted to get a ticket to, and obviously this is you know you're t- kind of talking like predating uh, television and, and and all that stuff. So um, it would be incredible to see it live. I did see the Bud Crawford fight when he came to Lincoln, and that's why I want to see it in Memorial Stadium because I saw it in Pinnacle Bank Arena, and I'm telling you, it was like a Husker home game. Um, obviously, the really? undercard, that's yeah, the awesome. undercard was what it was. You know, people were in and out on the smoke deck and stuff. Right. But as soon as they got to the Bud Crawford fight, it was just amazing. Uh, and he, he knocked the guy out with a body punch, and the guy couldn't get up. Um, so Still it, undefeated, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, good question. I, again, maybe uh, we defer that to maybe I, I, maybe DP would probably give you a better answer than that. Some of the guys that that had followed boxing back then, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to hunt down an answer for that. We are live, by the way, from the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese at 84th and Half Lock. Come on out, get uh, get this deal. Buy one, get one free on Steakhouse Burger Patties. Only available to during the show hours. So up until 6 o'clock, come out here. Strick will be live with us. Eric Strickland, former Husker, uh, longtime NBA vet, will be out with us here in a bit as well. Uh, so we've got all that coming for you. Also, I wanted to ask you this, uh, because uh, in, in an ode to college football Reddit, I went and was on there earlier today. I thought they had some interesting conversations. How about this one? Uh, we'll talk about this next. What five games would you play on repeat in hell if for Nebraska fans? What would be the five games that would irk you the most if you're a Nebraska fan? Uh, text, us, text us on the or on the on the text line. Let us know. We'll be right back here on the Ticket Water Cooler live from the Mercado on 93.7 The Ticket.